0: Welcome to The Nunn Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It's uh, it's always great to talk to fellow patriots and, oh, maybe a few lefties that are out there, too. Hello to you as well, I guess. Uh, real quick update on yesterday's show. It was because uh, I got a lot of feedback on it, and I was surprised at what some of it was. Um. And disappointed too. And that is because I was talking about how the youth are the future of the America first movement, that the youth that we need to pass the baton to the next generation and those after, because you know what, we're not going to live forever and neither is Donald Trump. That's why I love the Ramaswamy because he can reach the younger, de- younger demographic. He is closer to their age than he is to ours or most of the people that listen to this show anyway. And then we need to pass the baton. And the comments I got, On the episode when I put it out, we're, well, then we're, it's hopeless, you know, it's all lost. You know, people have so little faith in our youth right now. And it's sad to see that because you know what, you don't, they're not all crazy tiktokers they're not all crazy trans people they're not all crazy okay there are a lot of really good a lot of intelligent a lot of conservative youth out there and a lot of youth that are just searching that are looking for something more solid and more real and more long lasting than the immediate rush that the left promises them for everything they are out there they're thinking and and a lot of them are searching man the minds are moldable moldable they don't know what they don't know and it's up to us to help them have a well-rounded picture and then they can decide, man, I'm going to be a leftist whack job commie or I'm going to be an intelligent critical thinking conservative. And and if we tr- if we if we give them the right information, I think they'll make the right choices. I have, I have a lot of faith in our youth. I do not give up on them. Don't give up on them, okay? Please, please don't. Anyway, that's my little update on yesterday's show. Today, we're going to talk, of course, the RNC is going to the toilet because it's being run by a, uh, oh, by a rhino, you know, by, you know, Mitt Romney is based. Who's running the RNC anyway? Is it Mitt Romney or is it Ronna McDaniel? I think it's probably Mitt Romney, but they think alike, right? Same family. Same family. And. They're losing money hand over fist. They're not fundraising well because people don't want to give them any money. We're going to cover that. We're going to talk about meat because I love meat. I love myself a good red piece of meat. I like burgers. I like steaks. I like pork chops. I like lamb chops. I like chicken. I love, love, love meat. The left doesn't like meat. The United Nations doesn't like meat. We're going to cover that too. And and, uh, I might even eat a little bit of meat. How about that? While we're on the show live. Mm, Yeah. Uh, So we're 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 going to talk about meat. There was a kid... At a Kansas City Chiefs game that uh, a specific writer decided to, oh, I don't know, do a hit piece on him. And this specific writer turns out, uh, for Deadspin, this turns out he is a, uh, he's basically a racist. If I, if I, and that's putting it mildly. I mean, the guy is full of hate. He's full of, uh, you could just see it when you scroll down his Twitter feed. And the fact that he attacked this kid the way he did. Um, this kid's a future millionaire. I'm telling you that he's going Sandman. He's going, uh, uh, the Covington kid style is, I think is what's going to happen there. And I hope that it does I hope that it does happen that way. Um, we're going to take a look at some of the January six tapes that have come out and, uh, Karen Phillips, by the way, is the guy's name, and the writer, if you want to look him up, but I'm going to show you some of what he's got going on. I'm going to show you what he's got going on. More of the January 6th tapes come out, and as that happens, we're seeing more of why they didn't want them to come out. This is why the J6 Committee and why the Democrats didn't want us to see these tapes, because it shows a lot of police brutality. It shows a lot of peaceful protesters just walking through Congress. Yes, there were some bad actors, no doubt about it. Were there some misdeeds done on that day? absolutely nobody's saying that there wasn't the left will say that that's what the right's saying but that's not true i fully admit that there were some bad actors that day that there were some illegal activities that took place nothing like what they've described though and they didn't show the whole story because they wanted to win the court of public opinion more than they wanted to speak about the truth so we're going to We're going to take a look at some of those videos. There's a couple of other things I may cover. have a couple of things from KJP. It's it's the same old bullshit. It's the same lies. It's the same. The economy is doing great. It's better than it ever was. Gas prices are down. Food is cheaper. Everything's wonderful. People love us. There's world peace. Oh, and by the way, give Ukraine a bunch of money for their war. And Israel. Oh, North Korea. Mm, The demilitarized zone is starting to become militarized. Imagine that. Another radical, extreme commie Democrat in office. And the world is back at war because the world needs a strong U.S. It needs strong leadership in the U.S. It's not just about us. With strong leadership, like we had with President Trump, you didn't see all these assholes of the world, like Hamas, like Putin, like Kim Jong-un. You didn't see the assholes of the world behaving like assholes they stayed in their place. And it's unfortunate that Trump still wasn't president because we wouldn't be seeing this nonsense going on. Anyway, the RNC let, let's let's jump on. Let's jump on and get going here for today. The RNC is not doing well, and we know that. They are losing money. They've, they've got like $7 million or something like that. It's uh, it, RNC fundraising falters as coffers to 9.1 million. The Democrats have it's the lowest since 2015, by the way. Uh let's see. Oh, the lowest is last time a Democrat was president. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so that's not a lot of money, people. The Democrats have almost 18 million. And the reason is people aren't donating because they're not they don't they're not willing to give their money to a cause that has no direction. The RNC has no direction. And Ronna McDaniels is horrible. She can't fundraise. She's nothing done she's a loser people don't like losers okay i don't like losers it's a big old l on her forehead and she needs to be fired and the calls for her to be fired are escalating each and every day and each and every election right ahead of the 2024 election the republican national committee has dropped to a low of 9.1 million in cash on hand the lowest in Any federal election commission report since February of 2015 for the committee, according to the Washington Post, at the same point during the 2016 election, the committee had around 20 million on hand. And four years ago, when Trump was in office, the number was 61 million. Let me let me let me say that again. It's at the lowest level now since 2015 in 2016, before the 2016 election, there were 20 million. When Trump was president, the number was 61 million. Why? Because the guy is a money he's a money magnet. He can fundraise. people got energized, they got motivated and they started donating to the cause. And now you, you've got a Republican field out there that's completely lost. You've got a national committee run by Rana that has no idea what she's doing and people aren't going to give them money. they're just not. Why would they? Because they're they're giving it to rhinos. That's the only she won't give it to Vivek. She flat out said after the last debate that Vivek Ramaswamy is not going to get another cent because she took it personally. Because she's pissed. Because Vivek called her out for what she is—a loser—upon the stage. That's no way to run a committee like that, is it? That's no way. I don't know. What do you think, Dean Wormer? Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Right? Only you could replace son with, with Rana. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the, the committee's not doing well. It's losing money. Vivek called her out. This was after the last debate. And I'm, I'm just going to let him say it because he says it really well. Everybody agrees that she's a loser. Everybody agrees she needs to go. She's an establishment rhino. She's not an America first candidate. Her family hates the MAGA movement. They want to squash it. They want it to go away. And she's not going to support America first candidates like over here in Washington state. We have Joe Kent, an amazing candidate who would do great in Congress and he can win, but he's not going to get any money from them. They're not going to give money to a conservative candidate. They won't give money to Trump. They won't give money to Vivek. Oh, they'd they'd probably support Nikki Haley, the neocon. Let's hear what Vivek has to say. This was after the the, the last debate, and he, he made a video and put this out. Check it
1: out.
2: It is shameful that the RNC, first of all, flat out lying on national television, I've never voted for Obama once in my life. I think it is pathetic, shameful and dishonest and automatically disqualifying for the RNC, a a supposedly neutral arbiter, the chair of the RNC to hit me with a national falsehood like that. I would say that that was false, damaging, and you could say it was made with malicious intent because Rana was also somebody who was booing for me while she was sitting in the audience during the debate, said the RNC wouldn't give me another sent because i called out her failures it's not her money so in many ways day after day she's proving my point about the corruption of the rnc i think people should judge based on the facts i'm not a politician i come from the outside she took over in 2017 2018 2020 2022 2023 all disasters for the republican party rana has to go
0: back to back to back to back losses because they won't support the right candidates. They won't support the candidates that the people want. And those are America First, constitutional conservatives, MAGA people, if you will, those those terrible extreme MAGA, Trump MAGA maniacs. <laughs> Vivek has a website up. It's firerana.com. If you want to go there and vote, I did. Yeah, of course he's collecting your information. So you get on his mailing list. Pff, so what? That's what politicians do. But uh if Vivek has a website. Again, it's firerana.com, firerana.com. Check it out. Hey, a lot of people don't know this either. And it's no wonder she, you know, she, her focus is kind of split, this rana. She she's not all in with her job as a chair of the Republican National Committee because it turns out she's moonlighting and, and you know, I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but I'm just going to have to let you see it for yourself. This is uh, Ronna McDonald, She's moonlighting at night doing, uh, well, check it out. Back to your regular scheduled programming. Um, that may or may not have been Rana. I don't know. You couldn't see her face, all right. And I've never seen the backside of her, at least not like that. Hey, yeah, yeah. Whew. Hey, aren't you glad we have a Department of Education? Because ever since this, Jimmy Carter put it in, remember, it's not. It's relatively a new thing. We need. We need to remember that. I mean, 1979. I guess for a lot of people, they weren't even born by 1979. To me, it seems like that not not that long ago, but of course, I still feel like I'm in 1985 sometimes. But 1979, and uh, the education in this country, the performance has done nothing but go down while the spending has done nothing but go up. They created another massive bureaucracy. That's what government does. And it gets worse and worse and worse. And then it gets even worse than worse when you have the extreme commie Democrats in control. So the, the secretary, the education secretary, McGill Cardona, he came out and said one of the most idiotic things I've ever heard. And it, it, it really kind of pisses me off too. It, it pisses me off. He invoked Ronald Reagan incorrectly. And, you got to check this out, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you the actual Reagan clip after we listen to, to what the secretary said. Here's what he said.
2: You know, we're going to set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government. We're here to help. Um, there's, there are resources there, there's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. Count on us as a partner in this. Our students are waiting. Thank
0: you. Not only did he invoke President Reagan's name, a great patriot, he completely mischaracterized the quote. Ah. telephone. That's my ringtone. Like that? All right. I'm not taking that call right now. I forgot to turn my phone off. Hey, <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, not only does he invoke Reagan's name, a great patriot, and a great president, one of the greatest he's ever had. He completely mischaracterizes the quote. In fact, he uses it in exactly the opposite way that Reagan used it. We're the government and we're here to help you. This guy, this ass hat is trying to say that, Hey, we're the government and we're here to help you. And he's the department of education. We're going to help communities. We're going to help towns. We're going to help States. That's not what Reagan meant at all. so, Again, he invokes Reagan. He m- completely mischaracterizes the quote out of context. Not only did he misquote it, he also mischaracterized it. Here's the actual quote
1: I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are I'm from the government and I'm here to help.
0: The nine most terrifying words. That was the quote. This was to say that government is bad, that government does not help you, that every time they try to help, it turns out going to shit. And that's the truth. And you have, (laughs) man, it's it's a sad day when you have people go up there and say things like that, and they're rewriting history, of course. Completely. It's just another thing that they do. He probably doesn't even know what the actual quote does. He probably just heard it somewhere. It stuck in his mind or he learned it in school. It's, it didn't, or maybe he was intentionally being misleading. There's always that possibility too, right? So the United Nations, you know, that great body that we give a bunch of money to that does absolutely fucking nothing. We should pull out of that. We need to get out of the United Nations. We need to get back out of the Paris Climate Accords. We need to stop funding the entire world we need to stop funding ukraine we need to stop stop it stop it the u.s is not the world's piggy bank if you want to apply for credit with us if you want to apply for a grant then they need to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis and organizations like the united nations fuck them seriously but they say that we need to not eat meat, because meat, of course, is bad for the environment. Al Gore says this as well. They talk about this. RFK um, Jr. talks about this as well. That agriculture and meat and farming, we need to be eating bugs, because the bugs are already here. They live in the earth. And if we just grew a bunch of plants and a bunch of trees, then the bug population would grow, and then we could just eat the fucking bugs. I don't think so. United Nations set to call on Americans. Not just, not just the world, but Americans specifically. To reduce meat consumption, world needs American farmers and ranchers more than the UN GOP chairman of the House Agricultural Committee tells Fox News. Food systems emissions deserves a place at the top of the table alongside energy and transport as they represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions and 40% of methane. Cow farts. He continued. Investors hope the first ever publication of a food and agriculture roadmap COP28 this month will, will catalyze the transition to 1.5 degrees and more sustainable food system. More sustainable food system means you will eat bugs. It means you will eat bugs. So in in celebration, I mean I again, I like meat I am um, I'm going to sell a nice, juicy burger here. And it's not Jesse Kelly style. I'm not a maniac. It's just, it's just a nice, good burger. It's got a little bit of Worcestershire on it, a little bit of Lowry seasoning, and no bun. I'm not ruining the flavor with ketchup. Mmm. I'm not ruining it with any of that. let mm. mm-hmm. Let's watch this video. Mm.
1: There's a study which has found that if on meat you put a cigarette-style warning, so a picture of rotting liver or the perforated lung or whatever it happens to be, uh, the way you have in cigarettes, it could help reduce uh, the amount of meat consumed and save the environment.
2: Uh, Processed meat is indeed carcinogenic due to added ingredients such as nitrates, but some eco-activists are calling for warning labels for all forms of meat, with arguments ranging from animal cruelty to saving the planet. So what exactly is the argument and is this a sensible thing to do? Margarita Sachkova is from the animal rights group PETA
1: and backs putting these kinds of labels onto meat. I absolutely support this initiative. And, you know, we know that, you know, such labels on cigarettes, yeah. they really prevent people from smoking as they have, they have access to information about all the damage that smoking causes to, you know, to their health. So it makes sense to add similar labels to meat because people deserve to have this information. And consumers can just make very informed choices mm. whether they are <laughs> buying something that is potentially giving them risks to their health. You need to put
0: consumer warning labels on meat the one guy said what like put a really gross picture of liver on there or something to to dissuade people from eating meat. This Peter person, people eating tasty animals is what I'd like to say. Of course, that's an old joke, but I like to throw it out there because I love tasty animals. As I've said, I'm eating one right now. one that's all ground up and there might even be parts in there. Who knows? But, uh, Put warning labels on meat so that people know what they're getting, so they're educated. I think we know what fucking meat is. I don't think we need warning labels on there. I think we know what a steak is in fact i've got a I've got a nice fillet it's upstairs right now, defrosting in the refrigerator and uh' I'm, cause we we buy our meat in bulk. I mean we have a f- whole freezer downstairs full of nothing but meat. It's got lamb chops and pork chops and chicken and fillets and ribeyes and new Yorks and flank steaks. Oh my. And uh, anyway, I've got one. I'm going to have a nice filet tonight in honour, in honour of the United Nations. And uh, so anyway, let's let's hear what else she has to say.
1: And we all know that meat is uh, linked to cancer, to diabetes, to heart disease. And essentially, we are all adults here. We are talking to consumers who deserve to know that also meat has impact on our environment. But you're attacking the wrong people, aren't you, really? You're attacking farmers in Lincolnshire and Aberdeen and poolery in and whatever we're actually they're they don't they're not big enough to constitute much of a problem in me
0: Okay, all right. Hey, you know I brought my dogs into the studio today. Do you want uh uh Chloe? Do you want to do you wanna bite a burger? Come on, up
1: Come here. Come here
0: Alright, so anyway, my dogs again, we give my dogs uh Chloe, she's a German shepherd dog. And she's a black and tan German Shepherd dog. She's a little camera shy. But we're going to give her a piece of meat. And then Lucifer, he's an all-black German Shepherd. And we're going to give him a piece of meat. They love to catch meat. Uh, But they are a little camera shy. I don't want them jumping up on the desk anyway. We tried that a second ago, and I had a little bit of a technical difficulty. They took out my microphone uh, and my completely unplugged. So that's that's what was happening there. I'm glad this wasn't live. That would have been something else. Of course, that might have made it more fun as well. So we're done. We're done with the meat. There was a kid. So Deadspin did an article, and this uh, this kid looks like he's maybe twelve. He's wearing. Well, I'm going to show you. This is what they depicted, and this guy, uh, Caron Phillips. The NFL needs to speak out against Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface and native headdress. Of course, man. Super offensive. Mr. Fucking Snowflake there. So he says, it takes a lot to disrespect two groups of people at once. But on Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and the Native American at the same time. He found a way. Tate them both at the same time because he has a black face and a headdress. It's just, there's just one little problem with that. He was wearing the Kansas City Chiefs colors, which are black and red. And in the other half of his face, which they didn't show, he didn't show in his hit piece, is red. This guy is a complete racist bigot. This uh, Karin Phillips, go to his Twitter page and you will see nothing but racist post after racist, post after racist, post. I'm going to show you a few of them today. This kid is going to be the next Nicholas Sandman. He's going to be the next Covington kid because his family needs to lawyer up and sue the pants off of Deadspin and Karan Phillips. So he got a lot of grief. Sandman, do remember him? Multi-millionaire narrow. How about this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse? Why do these liberals, these leftist whack jobs, these extreme commie Democrats, why do they hate white children, white male children? I mean, they hate all children, but specifically they seem to hate the white male children. They're always picking on them, right? So this kid, uh, this writer doubles down. He got a ton of grief this morning. It just got blasted. He's blocking people left and right. Because he's a snowflake. Because he can't handle the truth. He can't handle people disagreeing with him. And he doubled down. He said, well, the fact that his face was red on the other side makes it even worse. Because then now he's a red skin and black face at the same time. So he's... <laughs> These people are fucking insane. They're insane. Let's take a look at a few of the tweets I pulled off of his... Uh, I guess they're not tweets anymore. They're posts. Off of, uh, off of X. Sorry about that. I got a little distracted, man. Um... That meat, I still got some meat sitting over there. Um, This was one. I'm from Saginaw, spent a lot of time in Flint. I've never seen this many white people in Flint in my life. It's concerning. So for those just listening, uh, Karan Phillips is a black dude. Let's see what else he had to say. Things only white people can get away with. And this was uh, Carissa Thomas admits to completely making up NFL sideline reports. And his comment was that this is something only white people can get away with. Next up, here's a couple. He said, I have an honors AA studies degree. He's also arrogant. So he's a bigot. He's a racist. He's an arrogant asshole. I mean, he, he checks all the boxes. Okay. And he's a leftist, extreme commie Democrat, obviously, because of re- Republican, a conservative, would never even think of saying the insane things that this guy is saying. I have an honors AA studies degree from the HBCU, a master's in journalism, and have been writing about race for decades. Yeah, we know, dude, you hate, you have a lot of hate in your heart. We get it. Yet, white people are in my mentions trying to give the first national columnist with a sports race social issues beat context about black history and sports. You white people are so stupid. Stay away from him. He knows more about black history than you do because, well, he's black, I guess. And he, oh, he has honors, AA and journalism and a master's degree and yada, yada, yada. Here's another one. Some white people's ability to instantly try to make themselves a victim anytime they're held accountable is fascinating. <laughs> you can't make this shit up, man. Seriously, it, you go to his, his, his a uh, page on X, and it is one after the other after the other. Just go to his page, type in white in the search box, and, and see what comes up with, man. It is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And then he tweets himself. He takes a screenshot of his own freaking tweet and then congratulates himself about how great it is by saying this. this perfectly describes you with a dash of white supremacy and a bunch of white male mediocrity thinking you're putting somebody up on game who lives the game. Oh man. And finally this, no Trump is the epitome of when whiteness goes unchecked. So if, if you don't keep white people in check, if you don't keep the white man down, they're gonna you're gonna end up like Trump. So, so that us, who's responsible for the indictment is whiteness. Look around, slugger. The people who are holding him accountable in New York and Georgia are black. He's proud of the fact that black people are keeping Whitey down, indicting the big white Satan. This is solely on white people. You got to own that, he says. Again, you can't make this stuff up. I, uh, I was astounded when I was looking at his timeline. I wasn't really sure what I was reading at first. At first, I thought it was like almost satirical. It was so full of hate and racism that I thought it was a satirical page. But no, this guy is a senior uh, editor, I believe, at Deadspin. But uh, I hope that Ted Spin ends up paying millions of dollars to this kid for defamation. And I hope that uh, Karen Phillips personally pays millions of dollars. I-, I hope he pays enough to hurt. I don't know how much Ted Spinn pays. He's a sports beat writer primarily, but he always relates everything to race, of course, because why wouldn't you? All right, let's check in on the economy. We're just flying through stuff today. I don't, I'm feeling, maybe I'm just talking faster. I, am I, am I talking too fast? Am I, am I talking like Ben Shapiro? We're going on to the next spot and we're going to talk about the economy now because the economy is what is going on and we're going to look, check in with Kareem Jean Pierre. I am Ben Shapiro. <laughs> no, and you know, I, I, I like a lot of his content. I think I also disagree with a lot of what he says, but I can't listen to him for too long because, uh, just doses in doses because uh, he is, he is pretty intense, man. I, I hope that he doesn't use caffeine or anything because he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't need that blackout coffee. I was a free. They're not even paying me to talk about them, and I do like their coffee. They just pay the big platforms. I'm not big enough for them. I'm I'm sure of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's check in with the economy. Corrine Jean Pierre is talking about how great inflation is. Uh, Ducey's trying to hold her feet to the fire. The fact that inflation is still way higher than than it was when Obama took Obama, God, when when Biden, O Biden, whatever took office. But they always try to you know say no, it's 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 great. Things are great. And in fact, this is this is basically. Well, let's let's see what she has to say about inflation first, and then we'll then we'll hear what she has to say. About the economy. So, um, anyway, check this. Almost three years in office, inflation is up over 17% since President Biden came here. And inflation, you're saying that's still Trump's
1: Inflation, wrong. Inflation is moderating because of the actions that this per, this president is taking. Doesn't because that mean that prices because prices are going up slower, we, they're still high. It's going down. The prices are going down. If you look at where, for example, for a perfect example, I mean, I just talked about last week. How turkey prices, the cost for turkeys is going down. The cost for eggs is going down, because of the actions that were taken. Which I just talked about supply chain and how that affects the economy, and that's because of the president's action that he's taken. And if you think about gas prices, it's down by a dollar seventy cents since its peak. Since its peak, because of the actions that this president has taken. So we understand that people are still not feeling it. We get that. But does it mean that we're not going to continue to talk about it? Does it mean that the president at two o'clock is not going to talk about how he's lowering cost?
0: Hey, everything's peachy, guys. You you, you have more money. You're wealthier now than you ever have been. Certainly more wealthy than when Biden took office. Just ask them. I mean, they, they just cannot. I mean, I understand they're not going to go out there and say, yeah, you're right. We suck. I mean, nobody's going to do that. Republicans don't do that either even when things are going bad you don't you don't go out there and self-deprecate but it's so disingenuous when you listen to them they're so obviously full of shit they create a problem and then they congratulate themselves for making it better gas prices were up to five dollars a gallon but now they're only three which is still twice as much when we took office, but hey, we're, we're improving. And then they blame it on Trump. And the whole time, they're sitting there telling you, telling you that, you know, you're not seeing this. This is not, what you're seeing is not what you're seeing, right? And um, I don't know where that clip is that I wanted to play. So excuse me for a minute. I'm looking for it. Uh, but I guess it's not here. I guess it didn't get loaded. That's unfortunate. But uh, I could play this one. How about, what do you think, Clint? What a load of shit. Yeah. Yeah, it is a load of shit. Here's what she had to say on the economy. Check it out. Why do you think it is that when you say the economy is improving and President Biden says the economy is improving, that a majority of Americans outside of this building are not buying it? So
1: here's the thing when we walked into this administration the economy was on a tailspin a tailspin that is the fact
0: here's the thing it's trump's fault the reason things are so bad now the reason inflation is high the reason groceries are up 17% the reason the you know fuel is up 30% groceries are up 17 18% overall overall i understand some groceries are up much higher than that but that's Trump's fault. Always got to spend three years. This is not fucking Trump's fault, okay? It's your fault. It's your policy decisions, your reckless spending, your never ending need to print money to pay for things that we don't need. It's not your money. It's not your money. So the J6 tapes are being released. They're trickling out there little by little. A lot of hours. People are picking through it and then grabbing things and stuff like that. I'm gonna play a few clips. This is outside. Now what up, I, I wanna point something out here. So this guy yelling and screaming, jumping around, look here, look here, and he's he, total agitator. I I doubt that's even a Trump supporter. I would not be surprised if that's an FBI plant. Or some sort of Antifa agitator that's in there. But what I want to point out is, while he's the loudest person, the MAGA patriots are trying to keep the crowd back from the police. They're trying to calm down the crowd, and they're protecting the police. Watch. So I wonder if those guys ended up in jail in the JS6 gulag. The ones that were trying to hold the line, help the help the cops hold the line right there and calm down the protesters. Hmm. But the point is, is you had patriots there trying to protect the police. Okay. This was another. Now we're going to take a look at what I would call police brutality. And I don't, I I don't know if any of these officers were ever reprimanded. If this footage is out there and I'm glad it's going public. These officers that are involved in these incidents should be held accountable. They lost their cool. They were, it's a flat out police brutality. If this was caught on camera in any city around the country, that cop would be put on leave pending an investigation. But not, not the guys that were there January 6th, brutalizing protesters. Shoves them down the stairs. I'm of you. Oh. How about that? Pretty cool, huh? here's here's in the hallway watch bam shoves him down on the ground he was going out he was complying he was leaving the building and the cop just shoves him down out. on the ground
1: Get out. look at that out. Get out.
0: what do you think of that what do you think of that Let's take a look at one more here. This is despicable. Watch them beating this guy with sticks. They've got they've got their clubs. They're punching him. And you can see there's several cops. Look at him. He's just indiscriminately beating this guy. He's just standing there. He's not doing anything. He's just standing there. He's covering his head. He's trying to protect himself. And they're just beating the fuck out of him. And then and there's another guy you can tell on the other side. Of, look at him, punching him in the kidneys. Jabbing him with his flashlight in the kidneys. You see that shit? It looks like the guy is trying to leave. And they just beat the hell out of him. These people need to be filing lawsuits. These cops and that D.C. department need to pay for this. This is illegal. This is police brutality. This is not something that should be happening. If this were caught on film again in any other city around the country, those cops would have been on leave pending an investigation. And they probably that guy who was just hammering away on top of this guy for no reason, who's doing nothing. Would be fired. And should be fired. And I hope that this footage, I hope that guy, I'm sure he knows who he is. He needs to get an attorney. Find out who those cops were that were involved in this and pursue it. They need to be held accountable. This justice system needs to be working both ways. It needs to be working for the people, not for the fucking government. Not for the government. (sighs) Okay, that got me worked up, man. That that one video just, mm -hmm. and then shoving that one guy down the stairs, shoving that guy in the back. Again, police brutality, 101. 101. Every single time. Every time. Ron DeSantis is out there on the campaign trail, you know. He has a lot of things to say. I think he kind of likes Ron, you know, because he's a... Ron DeSantis is not who he says he is. He is a career... He's been... I mean, he's a career politician, man. He's been a politician for a long time. He was in Congress. Second term now as governor. Now he wants to run for president when he should have just sat this one out. Or gone in as VP with Trump. That's what everybody thought. He would have been a shoe in in 28. And now he's he's run a campaign. He's put people in charge to run his campaign. This will go down in history as the worst presidential campaign ever. It's not even close. Not even close. Carter ran a bad campaign. But, the you know, things were in chaos at that time, right? We had Ford, who had taken over for Nixon, who would resigned. So there was a lot of things going on there. But, um, yeah, DeSantis, oh, man. And every time I hear him talk, the, and the DeSantis supporters, man, you turn me off, really. I will vote. I've said it before. If, if he ends up being the eventual nominee of the Republican Party, I will vote for him. I will plug my nose, and I'll pull the lever for DeSantis. But I don't think they would say the same about Trump. You see, because they, they are never Trumpers. They, they have, they're, they're worse than leftists. These DeSantis supporters, these influencers they have out there, they are downright mean. They lie constantly. I, I don't like him. It's a turnoff. It, it turns a lot of people off. You, DeSantis will not get elected without the support of MAGA Republicans, and you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that. They're hoping that something happens to Trump. They're hoping uh, that he lands in jail or, God forbid, ends up dying, which has been getting floated around a lot by, by the mainstream media. But every time I hear him talk, man, It gets worse. I used to kind of like him when he was governor. you didn't hear him all that much. You heard him once in a while. And and from the outside looking in, you know, living in a different state other than Florida looking in, it looked like he was doing great things. But every time I hear him talk now, I just I just like him less and less each time check it out you
2: need somebody who's leading the charge right. you need somebody who's leading the charge like i did in florida who's going to inspire people to want to support the effort because they see uh that your vision is going in the right direction so we no did change. that in florida we'll be yeah. able to so do you it think there should be no change well, but, at the rnc no, well, no change I actually, it, it's working out I well actually i, I I called for change after the midterms. I was the only presidential candidate running that called for change. I wasn't running yeah. at the time. No. But my oh, view right. was, we've lost all these elections in a row. Why are we continuing to do it? But here's the yeah. thing. As the nominee, I will be responsible for doing it, and I will get the job done, regardless of who the chairman of it is. I led the drive in Florida. I'll lead the drive nationally. We can do it. We just need leadership.
0: Who's got a DeSantis bobblehead? I almost want one on my desk just so I could flick him in the head every once in a while and- watch him do this <laughs> Excuse me someone posted a, a video of him and they're saying oh he's a jaggler they had a picture of him in his in his uh, BDUs and stuff and yeah man he was attorney you know SEAL team 1 I think he he deployed with them but he wasn't a soldier man he was he was he's an attorney okay it's not like he cuz they were trying to say oh well Trump never served in the military so what So what? That's not a prerequisite. There's lots of presidents who never served in the military. It's not a requirement for being president. Meanwhile, Biden successfully made it up the short stairs this week, and and that's good. They're heading off to uh, First Lady Carter's funeral services, I believe. So anyway, so like I said, Korea is starting to militarize the demilitarized zone they're starting to move heavy equipment in there there's a lot of activity going on and so since biden took office we have russia invading ukraine we have hamas attacking israel and north korea is now flexing their muscles in the demilitarized zone It's almost like it's by design. What do you think? Anyway, hey, uh, thanks for watching. I'm going to cut this one short today. I've got some things to go out and do. And I I might include my dogs. I'm probably going to get some more meat because meat is good. Meat is good. And so I'm going to get some more meat. I'm going to um, eat a nice, fat, juicy filet tonight in honor of the United Nation and their... uh, And pita, of course. I got a... I might even... I might even say a toast to Peta and cheers. There may or may not be whiskey in this glass. You never, never know if it's coffee or if it's whiskey. Could be anything. Could be empty. Could just be a prop. What do you think? Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on one of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out at rumble.com slash the nun report. That's where you can check out all the videos. A lot of times I put stuff up that's really visually oriented. So if you're only listening and I get it. Sometimes, you know, people, you're in the car or you're walking around your house with the video on. You're not necessarily watching it. But some things are definitely visual that you need to check out. So rumble.com slash the nun report is where you can find all my stuff. I'm on all the socials at the nun report, except TikTok. So I don't do that commie BS caveat yet. I may I actually I, I did sign up for a TikTok account. I got to be honest with you people. Um, I haven't done anything with it. But I did sign up for one and I'm debating what I'm going to do. See, it's an outlet in a medium where you can reach younger demographic. And as I yesterday's show was primarily about, is that something that sorely needs to happen? Because they don't know what they don't know. So you need to go to where they are. They're not going to come here. So you got to meet them where they're at. And so that's why I'm thinking about doing a TikTok. I am on Twitter, at NunReport, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. Uh, you can check it out all in one place. Click into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And As always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.